Welcome to the Pilot Podcast, where we watch pilot episodes of TV shows and recap other shows to answer your question, should I watch this? I'm your host, BJ, along with my co-host, Me Too, and this week we're doing a special episode of the mid-season finale of How to Get Away with Murder. So stay tuned to the end to find out who died, who cried, who fell off the wagon, and who Gabriel's mama is. No one fell off a wagon. Annalise fell off the wagon. Before we get into the recap, let's kind of tell all of our listeners our thoughts on this series. You know, we started from the beginning with season one, and then we slowly kind of um, weaned ourselves off of regular viewing. But, you know, we're back. We're still keeping up with things. That's the most gentle way to say you and I both stopped watching this show. (laughs) Slowly weaned ourselves off as if you, like... (laughs) grow up on how to get away with murder and then wean off to formula and then you're done with the show basically kind of yeah so what's your reaction you know i feel like i feel like we mentioned this in old episodes this is a concept that doesn't seem sustainable it was really fun in the beginning, as fun as murder can be as a topic. Mm-hmm. But it was fun seeing the Keating Five. It was fun seeing Annalise as powerful law professor and kind of the mysteries and secrets. But now it's like so convoluted. There's so many more murders. They're being more casual about these murders, more open about where they're committing murder. Everyone has a secret, and if they all were really friends and just told each other some of these secrets, they could avoid a lot of drama and mistakes and stress. And so I feel like I've just gotten tired of where they're going with this whole series because it's more of the same. I mean, they switch up the murders and situations, but it's like, how much worse can these people's lives get? (laughs) That's such a real question. <laughs> how do you feel? <laughs> how much worse? Yeah, um, I think you know how I feel because I kept audibly yelling while we were watching. So for me, I agree. I thought it was so powerful when we first started watching this show to see Annalise Keating, this powerful black woman attorney. I hadn't been this inspired since when I was a kid and I thought I was going to be a lawyer because of Maxine Shaw, attorney at law, like literally Mm -hmm. went, grew up and went to college thinking I was going to be an attorney only because of Alderwoman Shaw from Living Single. So I thought that was super empowering and I loved having the back-to-back of Scandal to How to Get Away with Murder, but I feel Mm -hmm. very similarly about both shows. I think I enjoyed them more when they were... Like there is like this juicy overall plot, but we have the procedurals, we have the kind of non-complicated elements of the show of like a case you wrap up by the end of it that make you feel like satisfied, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And and Scandal seemed to come back to that in the last three episodes. I wish they got to do a full two-hour finale. That's That's a separate tangent. But I would love to see How to Get Away with Murder kind of get back to that procedural style content Mm -hmm. and drop all 
a lot of this convoluted plot stuff because I've been keeping up with the show a little bit more than you have. I've been reading recaps, watching clips. So I think I have a sense of all the different plot lines. But even reading the show recaps like made my eyes spin. It was just a lot. This is like an aside, but what you said made me think of this. I think How to Get Away with Murder would make a great book series. Yeah. Like a serialized novel, like murder mystery novel series. Where that medium would handle all the twists and turns and Mm -hmm. secrets much better than a TV series. Ooh, like you could flip back in a book and be like, wait, Mm -hmm. who is this? Because I've definitely read many a murder mystery where I've had to like... You know, in your Kindle, you can like search a name or whatever. So Mm -hmm. I've had to like highlight a name and search and be like, okay, that's like the inspector's son or something. Um, Yeah, I think that's a that's such a good suggestion. Maybe it's a different medium that they need if they want to keep it this convoluted. But I know that we talked about this with Quantico a ton, where the first season of Quantico was really fun. It was just a simple procedural with this you know, kind of like undertones of the juicy plot of the will they, won't they, of the main couple, et cetera. And then in the second season, it became super convoluted. And I think that's what got it canceled because the third season totally dropped, like quickly resolved and dropped those convoluted plot lines and then Mm -hmm. returned to that fun procedural that we fell in love with in season one. Unfortunately, I think it was too little too late and it was canceled. I mean, I know How to Get Away with Murder has a lot more buy-in than a show like Quantico. So it Mm -hmm. would be great to see them just kind of clean it up. Yeah, they... And okay, listeners, we will get to this episode soon. Yes, sorry. It's like eight (laughs) minutes in and we're like, this is something else I'd fix about this show. (laughs) I think you make a good point. It would be nice if they did like um, kind of a soft reset where they let the Keating Four just graduate, move on. Mm leave Annalise. Talk about it. Maybe even have Bonnie and Frank move on and stop murdering people. Yes. And then Annalise just has new students and honestly just repeat season one again with new people. Yes. Except, oh, I was going to say maybe not even with a murder, but (laughs) I think it would have to be a murder. (laughs) Let's just get rid of the murder and how to get away with murder. (laughs) I stopped watching the show regularly last season because the plot became so convoluted and i can't remember if it was a plot point last season or the season prior where apparently all of their gpas were terrible i just had a moment where i was like these are unpaid interns like these they started as largely uh out of right out of undergraduate so 22 year olds with her and have just been unpaid interns this whole time And so the fact that these unpaid interns have killed for her, we got to just start over. Like, we've taken Mm -hmm. this plot as far as it can go, I think, (laughs) when it comes to that. I agree. So how about you give us a recap of the plot of this mid-season finale? Okay. Bear with me as I try to remember it all. I'll try to just do broad strokes. Highlights. The, The A plot seems to be the wedding. I saw the hashtag call of her wedding. That sounds like a disease. Oh, it sounds like cholera. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So it's centered around Connor and Oliver's wedding. Um, so mm-hmm. they're finally tying the knot and they're navigating their strained but coming back around relationships with each of their parents. 
um, mm-hmm. in the, I think it was in the last episode of the episode prior, Oliver told his mom about his HIV status and they had a, like a, oh. a good crying sesh over that. It was nice to see all of the parents getting along better. Mm-hmm. Another plot, maybe the B plot, is Annalise, Bonnie, and Frank are hiding secrets from each other and sharing secrets. So Bonnie tells Annalise that the DA knows about an adoption. We don't know what the adoption is. Frank mm-hmm. finds out that Gabriel Maddox, so the new Wes, is mm-hmm. no, is Sam's son which mm-hmm. explains him being so obsessed with the Keating Four. I don't understand him making out with Michaela. Maybe it's just to get close to all of them. But it, it it explains his obsession with the Keating Four because, you know, they killed his daddy. I think he mm-hmm. mistakenly believes Annalise killed his father. Annalise certainly covered it up, but... She was not even there. Despite what everyone thinks. Like, it was those stupid kids that killed... Uh, it was Wes. That killed Stupid him. Wes. It was, yeah, it was, it was dead Wes. So that's who it was. And he is new Wes. Spoilers for season one. We still don't know what happened to Laurel's mom. And she seems super comfortable with murder. She and Frank knew who Gabriel Maddox was. And she offered to kill him at the wedding or offered to have Frank kill him at the wedding to Bonnie. She was like, this is the perfect night to do it. There's witnesses here, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and and we find out that the person who dies while a baby is sitting in the snow in front of him is uh, Bonnie's man, the DA, because Nate punches him to death, I guess, or punches him to yeah. near death, I guess, and then Bonnie smothers him because he yeah. believes that Miller killed Nate Sr. or called in the correctional officer of the coroner to help cover up Nate Sr. being murdered by that CO. And he was going to propose to Bonnie. I don't necessarily buy him telling Nate I was by the payphone because I was waiting on takeout. Like, I recognize uh, you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit when you're watching a TV show or a movie, but I don't think anyone uses a payphone to call takeout. But I don't know that he is directly involved with killing Nate Sr., and I don't think finding that out will make me feel better about how he died. Yeah, he seemed innocent. So this seemed like an unnecessary, well, all murders, all murders are, unnecessary. are unnecessary. Let's go this on the record one. with that. <laughs> okay. This seemed like an unnecessary release of aggression from Nate. Which he got, I mean, his dad, it's like a apple doesn't fall far from the tree when it comes to his dad experiencing like terrible conditions in solitary confinement. And then experiencing some some issues with anger and lashing out and killing someone you see a similar like nate's in this pressure cooker of a situation he's dealing with the death of his father he's lashing out on this little bit of evidence he has of a picture of miller at a payphone he kills him so or uh, punches him almost punches him to death so with very bad fake blood graphics yeah, blood just kind of squirted from any direction that the there, that random wanted. spurt of blood in the corner that came from like bottom right of his shoulder made me laugh out loud. And you know, I'm not a gore person. Like <laughs> it just like was so much blood that you're just you can't help from laugh because you're thinking to yourself, is this blood just like squirting out? As like a oh, water gun true. now. Just, <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> like, like when they shot it, did they put okay? 
do I want to go on the record as confessing this? Fine. I used to be really obsessed with wrestling when I was in middle school. And mm-hmm. I read memoirs of WWE wrestlers. And one of my favorite ones was Stone Cold Steve Austin's because he talked about which wrestlers would like go for it because they would get little like blood pellets or whatever mm-hmm. when they would hit. So that, like you know, and he was like, before every show, I think it was Ric Flair would grab like a, a whole handful of them and like didn't care how fake it looked or whatever. And mm-hmm. I just, is that what it felt like? Like they were just like, whatever, just like load them up. And whatever happens, happens. I feel like all those squirts were fake, though. Like, digital, actually. Oh, that's true. They did look... That one, especially that last one in the in the bottom right of the screen, that one straight up looked like... Um, do you remember the screensaver on the TV when you were in, like, elementary school? <laughs> that, like, <laughs> before the, like, the DVD like, would start? Yeah, it looked like that. Wow. So let's reel it back <laughs> to how to get away with murder. And yes. let's talk about the Keating Four. So we have everyone at the wedding. Mm-hmm. We have Asher and Michaela as the maid of honor and best man. Mm-hmm. We have Connor getting married. We have Michaela there, or Laurel there with her baby. Uh, Asher's feeling a little, he's still in love with Michaela after mm-hmm. their breakup. And he's finding someone new to spend his time with. Connor's mama. Yeah, Connor's mom. Laurel is willing to murder people and handing her baby to anyone who will hold to it. Anyone <laughs> with or without a pulse. Yeah, just will you hold this? I don't know you, but here's a, my child. Thank you. For goodbye. someone who is so fiercely protective of their baby and Loki probably killed their mom, she seems very chill about who holds her child. But then she was panicked when she came back and was like, "Where's my baby?" Yeah, like, girl. What'd you do? <laughs> I feel like if you've seen as much death and destruction as the Keating Four have, I would trust no one. I already am like pretty fearful of strangers just in my day to day or not fearful, but I try to just be aware. But Mm. if I were them, I would be fearful. Yeah. If I was Laurel, I would never let any of these Keating people hold my child they all live together. Like, that's insane. They all live in a group house except for Asher. And low-key, to be honest, if I was Laurel, I would mend my relationship with my dad Talk about just it. for protection for this child. Talk about it. Yo daddy a billionaire. Yo daddy kills. Yo daddy don't yeah. get caught. Well, I guess uh, he has yeah. been caught. But, but yes. your dad will protect you and should be willing to protect his grandchild as well. Sometimes you got to do the CBA. I don't think she's good at the CBA. You can't bring back Wes. Your mama and your daddy killed him. So what's next, you know? Yeah. I feel like a lot of what these kids do is not, they don't think about step two. They're focused on step one. Yeah, they don't plan ahead. Mm-mm. They just kill, kill, kill. So what did you think about Connor and some of his apprehension for this wedding? And he had some tension going on with Annalise as well because originally she wasn't going to attend the wedding. What do you think of that? I think he of the Keating Four has been the one that has been most open in saying uh, Annalise has ruined our lives. (laughs) So it's interesting this closeness that he's built with her. He helped bring forward her class action suit. He helped her with her SCOTUS case or Supreme Court case. 
they have this strange bond. He found out she pulled strings to get him into school. So they shared this weird bond where they're super close. And yet he's like constantly you endanger girling the rest of them as they get close to Annalise, but still mm-hmm. allows himself to get close, which is odd. So it was interesting that he convinced her to come to the wedding. Mm-hmm. Do they all feel a sense of loyalty to her? Because basically he was like, come to the yes. wedding. If I weren't trying to impress you, I wouldn't have met Oliver. Because initially he met Oliver by sleeping with him and convincing him to hack whatever. Mm-hmm. So... <sighs> I think they all have... What's that? Stockholm Syndrome? They have Stockholm Syndrome. One? Yes. Where you fall in love with your captor. Well, you noticed this. You were like, they ain't got no other friends. Because Asher and Michaela were the best man and maid of honor. Murderous Laurel handed them oh, the rings the ring bear. <laughs> with her little baby on her hip. And you pointed out, like, especially for Oliver, at least wasn't part of the law school cohort. Like, in theory, mm. should have other friends. I think he's probably older than they are, too. And yet yeah. they've been isolated from their loved ones. All they care about is Annalise. It feels very culty. Yeah, and we've seen how Bonnie's life has been ruined, and all she does is love Annalise. So sometimes I go back and forth on this. I think Annalise demands too much loyalty, and she's into Mm -hmm. some dark stuff. And she's selfish. And she's very selfish. Also, I just don't know what draws people to her to make them keep going, like to keep coming back to her. Like after all this, why do you keep giving her another chance? Like, literally after season one, when they all kill Sam, which is why Gabriel is obsessed with them, because they killed his daddy. But literally after season one, wouldn't you just be like, bye, bye, I'm out? Yeah. I mean, you have to think, they're living in a world where Annalise is highly praised for her success rate in the courtroom. Yes. But she has also been on trial for the murder of her husband. Yes. And if I remember correctly, the case just kind of got closed, Mm -hmm. but we never did say she didn't murder her. Like Mm -hmm. we as the audience know, but the people in that world are just expected to just forget about it. Everybody just adjusted. (laughs) Yeah. But people still love her. Okay. Um let's finish things up talking about Annalise. So in this episode, she's kind of still going downhill. She's going back into her drinking habit. She's kind of having like anxiety slash panic attacks after finding out the news about Gabriel. What do you think about this new path for Annalise? And do you think she'll recover by the end of the season? I hope she gets back on a path of recovery. It's sad to see her backslide but it is very realistic that you relapse. So hopefully Mm -hmm. we can see a healthy depiction of her going back to AA because relapses happen, right? The idea of addiction is you're supposed to take it one day at a time. You're not supposed Mm -hmm. to think about tomorrow. Like I'm not saying I'm not going to drink for the next month. I'm just going to get through today without drinking. And so hopefully um, you can see a healthy depiction of that though. I think mom has cornered the market there. I'm just going to use every single one of our episodes to talk about how much I love mom. But (laughs) yeah, so hopefully, I think as a viewer, it's sad to see her backslide. But hopefully the show uses it as an opportunity to show her get help. Because I know the first time she got help, until all that weird stuff happened with her therapist, 
Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> and it was really awesome to see like a black woman address her mental health issues, go get uh, addiction counseling, especially because women are very more likely to be alcoholics and there's a lot of stigma there. So it was nice to see that happen until uh, until they kind of ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> More drama, more mess. That got real dark. I forgot about that. Didn't he, wasn't he like attracted to her? And then he like took heroin. And then I feel like he He was high and he tried to make out with her. Like he lost a child. She lost a child. And they he bonded with her over that and became a little obsessive and possessive. And word. Yeah. It got messy. Yeah, that was. Uh, okay, I take so it back. So she she might be hesitant to go to a therapist again. <laughs> That's so sad. That's so sad. I forgot about that. Well, you know what? I know that she found AA to be helpful because that that head of her university went there. I can't remember her name. Is that the woman who hated her? Yeah. But then they ended up <laughs> at the very least bonding over AA. So hopefully she at least has that. Lord Jesus. Jesus, okay. Jamal Christ. So, what do you hope gets resolved in the second half of the season? Final thoughts. Like, what do you want to happen with the Gabriel plot, the adoption plot, this murder of Bonnie's boyfriend? Um, honestly, I actually, what are your thoughts? I want Gabriel to have been hidden and covered up by Annalise. Ooh. And then I want him to try to murder Annalise. But, of course, Annalise can't die in this show. Mm-mm. So then I want like the <laughs> Keating four to come in right after the wedding, like mm-hmm. Connor Oliver walk in and they all have to murder. And that's just going to be the memory they have for the rest of their life. The anniversary of <laughs> Gabriel. <laughs> Yo, a DA was killed at Connor and Oliver's wedding. Like that's, that's what I don't like about this show. Everything has to be dark. Like a wedding had to have this sad, dark angle. And I just can't do it in these dark, winter days in these dark times what i want out of this show out of the plot lines i think that's really juicy i think gabriel is like that was a good bet for the show to make he's probably the most interesting thing they have going right now at least as far as i'm concerned Mm -hmm. but i just go back to what we were talking about earlier i would just love to see how to get away with murder take a step back kind of like scandal did in its last season how what quantico did for its third season and just clean up those plot lines a bit drop all this convoluted stuff because I felt like I felt like I was doing homework for the first time in years um, Mm -hmm. trying to keep up with all of the different plot lines. So if they just clean up that story a little bit, get back to some procedurals, some fun cases to follow, um, that would be great. Okay, we'll see if that happens. There are definitely other shows (laughs) that you can watch that are less convoluted and you can find out our opinions at thepilotpodcast.com. And you can subscribe to us on iTunes, which I've now been told is Apple Podcasts. I was going to say. Google Play, uh, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. Please leave us a review with a five-star rating. It really helps. It does. Thank you to everyone so far who's left five-star reviews. That Those have been really, really nice. And BJ and I read them to each other before we go to sleep every single night. Something like that. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at the Pilot Pod. You can like us on Facebook at The Pilot Podcast, and you can send us your thoughts on how to get away with murder, convince us to start watching the show again, 
suggestions for other shows we should recap or review and meal prep recipes to askthepilotpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>